You know what? D well, and Reem, I like the way I like the way y'all's beards grow. <laughs> the growth and the healthiness of your beards. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I wish I could grow a beard. <laughs> Mook's like, damn. Oh, okay. I see how it is. Mook, I like your your ear pods, bro. <laughs> Allow me to reintroduce ourselves. Our name is now I'm not trying to get sued. Uh what's up? What's up? Hello, good morning. Tell me what the lick read. It's another episode of Off the Rip. This is episode 21. Am I right? 21, fellas? 21. 21 Savage, I'm pretty sure. 21. There you go. <laughs> 21. 21 Savage, man. 21, 21. Yo, so what's good with y'all, man? It's, it's, it's been a week um, since we last recorded. Um, not since the last episode went out, but since we last recorded. Uh, what's going on, fellas? We got Shiz in the house. What's up, Shiz? Oh, what's good, baby? Mook, what's popping? What's good with you? Any updates on the team, on the squad? Uh, no, we got the week. We got a few weeks off, so we good right now. Oh, that's what's up. I know you work with a couple of the scholars I work with. They said, uh, yeah. I said that you've been dunking on them. They said, yo, never. You'd never lay on me. Okay. I'll take them <laughs> back to the, the King days. We used to be we used to be in there hooping and stuff like that. I used to cook him. Like, next time you see him. Make sure to tell him. Yo, Mook is tight right now, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Mook about to pull out the kicks right now. (laughs) Uh, Man, actually, one of them was one of the young gentlemen I was talking about that got caught up in the the whole phone incident that we'll get into later. Uh, uh, I think you can imagine which one. (laughs) I'll keep (laughs) the name silent. And uh, what's going on, Reem? What's up? What's up, man? How you been, man? Anything anything uh new going on? Anything to share? Nothing? Well, life is good, man. Life is good. My company, I don't know if I said it, my company got bought out last week, so I'm adjusting to a new company. Um nah, you didn't say that. some That's big news. Yeah, it's, Kareem it's said he started news. reading a few books now. Yo, few books yo now. honestly, for our audience, man, Kareem no looked pork. like a revolutionary, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kareem X. <laughs> got on a Dewey and the glasses, bro. I thank you. I thank you. Yep, yep. Making some changes, you know. But yeah, man, life is good. Doing well, you know. Work is good. Family is good. Things things are looking good right now. Where did uh, last time I checked? You, were you buying a car? Was was Marissa buying a car? Did that? Yeah, that Marissa go? got her car. Yep, she got a nice twenty twenty one Volkswagen Jetta. Ooh, okay, Ooh. it's nice. It's nice, bro. I, it's it's nicer than I thought. I didn't think Volkswagen as like a luxury type car, and I guess it's technically not. But it is a pretty nice car. It, I would consider it luxury. I mean, now that we get into the, you know, the anything from like 2017 to to now, it's like it gives you all the bells and whistles, really. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like I just need the backup models, camera everything. and I need the display screen. That's and I'm yep. pretty much I'm all set. The Apple <laughs> Play yeah. too. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. It's straight. It's it's real nice. Nice little well, pickup too. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to be like Kareem over here. For real. Mm-hmm. What's next though? The minivan, right? Oh, it's coming, bro. Like we said, it's coming. Yeah, Give us okay. a few years, you know. Oh, he said years. a few years. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Be here. Talk about Planned Parenthood, right? Of course, Planned Parenthood. <laughs> <laughs> what type of parenthood is that, D? <laughs> yo, man. Yo, how you doing, D? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking, guys. Um, you know, yo, nobody uh, give a fuck about you. <laughs> no, man. How you doing, bro? <laughs> How you doing, man? You doing all right? 
Yeah, I'm doing all right, man. I'm out here. I'm back in the mother state, the mother, the mother country, the motherland, or not Russia, but I'm back in my home state, the D, Detroit. Whoa. You know oh, okay. Saying? Yep. Oh, back in my home city. So the legend, Big Sean. Big Sean, right? Yeah, Medium Sean is out here. Oh, yeah. how did Big Sean get thrown out before Eminem? That's just so wild, bro. It's crazy, bro. The disrespect. Yo, Reem. Yo, whose side are you on, bro? Disrespect. Who's the side, side of the goats, bro? What? How are you gonna bring up Big Sean before Eminem? We're talking Yo, about Detroit. Running joke. <laughs> I might say Dave's low first. Yo, like, oh, I want to I might have to come over there and Yo. smack you. Oh, oh, that's disrespect, right? I might there. have to come over there and smack Yo, you for that one. Dave's low, quiet as kept. Yo, shit. We're freezing out Kareem for the first two games. I'm hip. Yo, no. Dave's low, I don't want to touch the generation, yo. Oh, yo, 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 speaking of speaking of basketball and stuff, because, you know, I want to get off of this bullshit, but we about to be coming, we about to be playing in the upcoming Wait, league, We're not going right? to talk about Detroit as off of this bullshit, bro. First of all, <laughs> I'm in a beautiful state of Michigan, in the beautiful, beautiful city of Detroit, just hanging out downtown. It's a beautiful downtown, better than Boston. Nothing to do in Boston. What are you going to do in Boston? You know, you take a hop, skip, mm-hmm. and a jump, and you're through downtown already. This all right? True. So, I'm out here. Nothing in common. Nothing to say, nothing to comment. I can't stay, come for the comments. Here we go. We got a topic today, an off the rip topic. We're gonna switch up the switch up the uh order of things. We're gonna go off the rip first, man. So what I've noticed of late, especially after this year of quarantine, I mean I've noticed it my whole life, but especially after this year of quarantine and the work that um me and Rashawn do specifically, um also I mean, Kareem and Mook also work with um, young men as well. So the work they do specifically, um, just this topic of toxic masculinity um, and just how it comes up. And uh, now that it's coming back, now that we're coming back outside and coming together, is there going to be uh, a resurgence of more toxic masculinity and and almost a regression from uh, the progress that we've made? Um, just and any general topics around it as well, just how y'all feel about that or what y'all have experienced? I mean, for me personally, and in the terms of tossing masculinity is, uh, you know, telling people that they can be vulnerable. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to always show like, you know, okay, I'm the toughest one in, in this group. Like that's, that's um, a major thing with me is I like to let the kids know, even though after I yell at them and stuff like that, at the end of the game, you know, we do like, you know, little, you know, put your hands in and stuff like we'll say like team on three or whatever the case may be. But I always tell them like, yo, fellas, I love you. Because sometimes you just have to let somebody know that just to like, you know, it's not about trying to be the toughest one here, showing somebody that you actually do care for them. So I feel like that's a, the major thing that, you know, a major thing I bring to my team every, every, uh, every tournament or every practice, things like that. You got to let them know. Mm. I think the foundation of what we do, D, um, is, is for our, scholars to show their authentic selves to to really be connected with their emotions it's okay to cry it's okay to be sad it's okay to just really channel in any emotion that you're feeling in that moment um and i think just being in isolation they're only subjected to what they have social media all these things so i'm definitely noticed that um in the last interactions that i've had with a few scholars you know just being around their own friends and stuff. Yo, that shit's gay. I'm like, bro, yo, why you crying? Yo, you a bitch. I'm like, fam, what's, what's, what's going on? What's, <laughs> yo, what happened to all the work that we did? You know what I mean? It was just kind of like sad to see 
But um, I mean, that's just that's what happens, you know, when you're when you're when you're isolated, you know what I mean? When we're not channeling the work that we do in person. And I think that's where the impact is really made versus over the Zoom. And I think that's the disconnect. There's only so much that we can really do in this space. So, I mean, I'm anxious to get back outside just to get them reconnected with our principles, because I mean, it's, it's needed, man. Yeah, and Shiz, I think you make a good um, point that kind of connects to our topic last week too, but just how social media affects um, toxicity and especially toxic masculinity, where again, people can just kind of go on an account and say what they want. You know, and I think uh, being that COVID's been affecting us for over a year now, people have kind of gotten used to being able to talk to people online and, and really just kind of saying whatever they want to say. And, you know, kids think it's cool. Kids think it's funny. It's joking around. It's not really hurting people, but you know, like we realize it, they don't see the other people on the other side of the screen and how it's affecting them. Um, and that's my worry. Like, you know, you guys talk about your kids. I, I think about my clients and, and the people I work with and I'm already seeing like the kids have regressed greatly and, and we're getting ready to go back to in-person. And my concern is that these kids are going to really lack these social skills and understanding of how to interact with peers and how to interact with adults. And I'm kind of already seeing it too, but it, especially the men uh, and, and the young boys that I'm working with, like you, you see the difficulty and you see like kind of the, the immaturity that I guess how I would explain it, you know, it's just, they've had this long period without having to be around people and um, they kind of start to lose like some of their manners, right? Kind of how they would talk, you know, appropriately to people. They've been at home, they've been with their boys and playing video games. So all that stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, I think social media plays a big part in that kind of toxicity of, of all people, you know, masculine, feminine, anywhere in between. But, you know, the, the male toxicity is kind of what I don't know, something about it, obviously, because I'm a male, it stands out, but there's something about how COVID has affected it that makes it seem more concerning for me how people are going to adjust to it you know absolutely and um what i found too um just to give a quick antidote um when we was out um, i took the scholars out we went to go uh to a go-kart spot it was cool the whole day was the whole day was smooth it was fun um even when kids was crashing into each other messing up their times it was fun kids was uh ribbing each other you know playing the dozens um, getting at each other everything was cool we went upstairs to eat we're all eating and then all of a sudden the, the to topic of football comes up and I'm like oh, okay all right let me listen a little bit harder and then uh, one of the scholars says uh, to another scholar like yo you suck at football like you suck and like the other the other scholars like yo what the fuck is you talking about what the fuck is you talking about what, what you really saying what you really saying and like there's going back and forth and I'm like all right I'm gonna let this play out I'm gonna let this play out because you know, sometimes sometimes I like to see I like to see uh, whether they'll be able to work through and process on their own um, before I have to you know jump in and say something. And then um, all of a sudden, another scholar takes his phone out and starts recording it and starts saying, "Oh, he said you suck. Oh, that's wreck. That's wreck. Blah blah blah." Taking his phone out, other scholar starts jumping in and saying, "Oh, oh." So that's when I jump in and I have to come in. And I say, "Yo, this is not cool." All of this is not cool. Y'all supposed to be band brothers. Y'all play on the same team, right? We go to the same school. Y'all play on the same team, and you telling your own teammate that he sucks. What is that going to gain, right? And then these are supposed to be your boys, but they are all trying to make you a, um, a viral moment. They don't care about you. 
they trying to put you on the internet. And what does that say about them? You know, that everybody gets quiet, everybody gets quiet. And then, you know, now nobody wants to make eye contact with me. I'm like, yo, you don't even want to look me in my eyes, but you're supposed to be tough. You can't even look me in my eyes right now. Like, what's really good? Like, all y'all know better than this. I know that for a fact y'all know better than this. Like, what is it about that, that you have to get up and prove right now that you don't suck at football? Are we on a football field? Do you see a goalpost around here? Do you see the white lines anywhere? No, mm. we're, at, we're, at a, we're at a place where if you screw up, not just you're impacted, we're one of the first groups that got to go go-karting. Do you think they're going to let the rest of the, uh, of the groups come? Mm. The rest of the schools come? After you just screwed up because you got mad because someone said you suck. Someone's always going to say you suck, bro. Always. And if they see that it triggers you that quick, they're going to say it even more. So what is it about you that you have to get that off and you have to come become big and bad for that? And then I turned to my the other kid, who the one who said he sucked. He's a, he's a rising senior. I'm like, you've been in this program for how long are you over here doing what? You know how good you are. You know what you can do. So why do you got to put him down? What is it about you that you got to put him down to make yourself feel better? And he's like, oh, no, nah, he's talking football. You know what it is. You know what football is like. And, I, and I'm like, and how fast could that get taken away if you got into a fight over here? How fast How fast could that get taken away? How fast do you think a college coach is going to say, yo, I want this kid who, who gets in fights over nothing? Like the, the, mental, the, the mental toughness it takes for you to be a, co- a collegiate athlete, let alone uh, if you want to make it to the, some sort of pros, You'll never make it if that's what it, if that's what it is. It is all because of this toxic masculinity, man. And it's like the shock value too. Like everybody's looking for that. Like every, I feel like now everybody's looking. Well, even us growing up, because for us it was World Star. Like there'd be the craziest shit going on, and I, I'll admit, I'd be the motherfucker in the corner, like, oh shit, World Star. Like what is like what's that about? You know what I'm saying? No, for real. Like what is that about? That like. And D, you put it, that was like a, that was the way you laid it out was an interesting teachable moment, but it's just like, yo, that's supposed to be your boy. But like, you care more about the instant gratification around likes and stuff or going viral than the actual relationship that you have with that person. What's what's also kind of interesting about this D is like the kid, they were talking about football, right? And one kid, so one kid brought up football. And then just by bringing up football, another kid said, you suck at football. Why are you talking about it? Like, that's kind of how it started. Mm-hmm. So, like, that to me is interesting because that seems like that kid's already saying, you know, like, you can't talk about football because you're not good enough to talk about football kind of thing, which doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. You know, like, mm-hmm. even if a kid's not good at football or a person's not good at football, it doesn't take their right away from, from trying to talk about it. And this is definitely something that like men do, right? Like mansplaining and stuff like this, where men try and take power, take control over things that they feel like they are more knowledgeable about. And mm-hmm. so as a young kid, maybe, maybe he's not recognizing that, but that's kind of what it sounds like from your description. But like, that's something I definitely see a lot. I know I've done it myself as well, but like, mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting point to kind of take away from that too, is for whatever reason, that kid feels kind of entitled to be the discusser of football, right? Like you can't talk about it. Yeah. I'm nice at football. You're not nice at football. Like, that, I'm that, that guy. That's interesting. <laughs> exactly, right? I'm that guy. Yeah. To me, that's like a chin check, too. In a lot of ways, when you really dig into it, it's projection. Like, there's something about mm-hmm. my game that I don't like. So I'm just going to shit on someone who I feel like isn't going to challenge me to make me feel good about myself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Instant gratification. Yeah. Because, similar situation, kids were talking about basketball, talking about you suck, you suck. And I shut that shit down real quick. I said, What was your record this year? 
Y'all are teammates. What was y'all record this year? <laughs> okay, okay. So there's no we ain't y'all a team, right? Okay, cool. So y'all all suck. <laughs> like y'all didn't pan out. So we're not gonna have a conversation right now because y'all didn't need to do what you needed to do on the basketball court. Conversation over. Y'all are brothers. Like chill out. We ain't gonna have this conversation. And you know what it what it is too, Shiz, that just reminded me. I think a big piece of that is that young kids and guys don't compliment each other enough. So like they constantly need to compliment themselves, right? Mm. So like, you know, very rarely will you see a kid that's nice at football and some of one of his friends would be like, yo, like you're like not even trying to like exaggerate or cap, but just be like, yo, you're nice at football, bro. Like I really think you could do something with it. You don't get those genuine compliments. It's like, you get a compliment where it's like a it's like a half joke. It's like you're trying to kind of trash the kid, but you're also recognizing how nice he is, you know? Well, like a back thank you. Um, and it's just like and, and we recognize those things. And I think because as men, like we don't get those flat out compliments like like women get, you know, where you might compliment, you know, their appearance or their beauty or their intelligence or, you know, this, that or the other for guys especially guys to guys you don't get those straight up compliments where hey bro like i like your style hey bro i like this it's like it's always a backhanded comment compliment and part of that is just the culture but that also is like a big issue because in our heads we we realize that and we say like you know uh you know i don't always get these compliments so i have to kind of look out for myself i have to make sure that people know i'm good at this or i'm knowledgeable about this mm. um and especially for young kids if we can get them to be more vulnerable or more open to admit like, Hey, I like what this kid does. I like this kid's style. I want to kind of wear some stuff like him. Like there's nothing wrong with saying stuff like that, you know, but it's kind of looked yeah. down on because I mean, you're trying to copy his style or do this or do that. I mean, not, exactly. just, not just kids. I see that, you know, amongst our own, amongst our age group, amongst our peers. Definitely. Yeah. I see that, you know, people talking about how much money you make. Mm. People talk about, Oh, yo, I got the best designer on. You know, I'm talking about like driving this Tesla here or, you know, I just got a 5% increase. And it's just like, bro, we we really had putting it out there around our own profiles or like, what what are we really doing? Just here? compensating for something <laughs> like, you know, and I just want to leave it like with the uh, definition of, of toxic masculinity, uh, which is a uh, toxic masculinity is a cultural concept of manliness that glorifies stoicism, strength, virility and dominance that is socially maladaptive or harmful to mental health. Men and women both suffer when toxic masculinity perpetuates expectations that are restrictive and traumatizing. So I just wanted to highlight that because it is detrimental to mental health and does not have a positive impact on anybody. Mm. But yet it seems to be the, the mode that we go to um, as a society and is still being taught as the way to operate and it's dangerous. Well, it's good that you guys are bringing attention to it in your uh, band meetings, though. Like, that's, I think, one of the most important things is that you can actually catch it in the moment and have it be a teachable moment. You know, like you guys have said, you know, that's what's really going to have these kids thinking about it and, and hopefully trying to make some changes. Yeah, and, and looking back at it, Kareem, you brought up a great point. And next time if I'm in a situation like that, I, I would ask the question, like, you know, instead of putting them down, what would it look like if you told him some pointers on football? Mm. right be constructive yeah exactly. Yeah. What, what, exactly how would it look like if you you told him brought him to the side and said look like this is what i do so maybe this can work for you instead of putting mm -hmm. him down right you gotta look it's at so it, oh go ahead Mook. 
No, I was just I was gonna make a quick point because I was like, if you look at like people on like a professional level, like in the, the highest level of sports, and you always know there's always like a veteran that'll take a rookie in, and they'll show them like, listen, this is what you got to do. This is what success comes from. This is how you got to eat. This is how you got to train. Things like that. Like, if they on that level recognize like, okay, I have to bring this person up. Why can't we on the bottom level say like, okay, I've got to bring this person up with me? because everybody benefits from it in the end right yeah exactly i mean it's easy to kind of like you know knock somebody or take a dig at somebody you know it actually takes thought and consideration to give them a real compliment you know if we encourage that more i think it would help you know our generation but the generations before us and and after us as well and to receive the compliments as well Mm. yeah and to know to yeah to to understand how to take a a compliment compliments as men is it's hard to take pause <laughs> right but you like, think it's a joke you assume yeah, it's facts. a joke you know yeah. you assume it's a joke or you say nah that that doesn't count you 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 uh minimize it mm. yeah you say nah yeah. That, that's not really i didn't really get what i need done done or whatever mm-hmm. yeah, cruel wicked world out here man but we're all we're all all of us here in this group and and by this podcast we're actively trying to combat that so uh we need to recruit others to our charge and you know spread the message you know, one 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 day at a time. Yeah. When you're hearing this, I want you to go out and give somebody a compliment today. Yeah, give your man a compliment, right? You know what, D and Ring, I like the way I like the way y'all's beards grow. <laughs> <laughs> the growth and the healthiness of your beards. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, take care care. Care. I, I wish I could grow a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Mook's like, damn. Uh, okay, I see how it is. Mook, I like your your ear pods, bro. <laughs> Thank you, bro. No, that's, that's good. That's a good start. Yeah. We'll Yo, keep practicing. You know honestly, we'll keep honestly, though, Mook, you got hops, man. And uh, you just, man, seeing you progress as you get older, man, you get better at the game of basketball. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wish I could say that for other two guys on the call. But okay. <laughs> that's funny because me and Kareem actually beat y'all in. Oh, right, right. Never mind. We're going to forget about that. You don't want to talk about that. We're going to forget about that. Right? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, baby steps, baby steps, fellas. No, actually, actually, I appreciate that, Rashawn. One, you know what? We could come on here once a once a once a pod and give each other compliments. Yeah. Um, but in a certain a matter of time, I do want to move on, and it's in the same vein of toxic masculinity, right? We see these dudes running around with millions of dollars, and they still holding on to this negativity. Kwame Brown, Matt Barnes, Stack Jack. What's going on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen it's uh, a lot of back and forth. A lot right. of back and forth. Can someone break it down for the for the audience who does who might not know? So um, where how did it even start? Actually, that, D, I'm gonna be honest, bro. I don't even it know. It started, it started on Up and Smoke. They uh there was a comment made. I think Gilbert Arenas was on there, and they made a yeah. comment about Kwame Brown. Uh, yeah, so passing yeah, it was Gilbert. Yeah, it was on Gilbert. So Gilbert Arenas had came on the podcast. I'm talking about he when he had got his deal with the um the Wizards, and this was literally right after the whole Michael Joe after Michael Jordan had like you know retired and everything like that. So then Stephen Jackson kind of made like a a comment talking about how he uh, uh, Kwame Brown was one of the best number one picks of all time. Obviously, like they're saying, like a backwards, uh, a backwards um, 
uh, backhanded um, comments. So like Matt Barnes, it looked like, to be honest, it looked like Matt Barnes didn't react to it. Steven Jackson made the compliment. Matt Barnes kind of just like glazed over it. And then Gilbert Arenas continued to talk about what he was talking about with the Wizards. So Gilbert Arenas actually had gave Kwame Brown a compliment saying that he could have been like, you know, an Anthony Davis type. But he was talking about how, you know, he just didn't have it in him to become that. So that's when Kwame Brown. He was also saying like the situations that he was in didn't allow him to do that either. Yeah. Yeah. He posted something where he was just talking about uh, a little bit what his first first like couple of years was like, mm-hmm. um, and and he just brings up the point that I think everybody needs to realize when any rookie comes in the league is that these are eighteen year old kids, and he's talking about how he's doing two and a half hour practices before games and then not playing more than five minutes in the game when they're in a blowout, um, you know, players putting these extra expectations on him, him not getting a chance to actually play coaches not allowing him to play through mistakes and that's kind of like a coaching preference I suppose but still you know that can that can hurt a kid's kind of ego and and their idea of themselves it's like I thought it was really kind of cool of him to to kind of share that aspect of what it was like to to go through that time and he was still in the league for for what how long several years right yeah he was in there like 10 years yeah so way over the average like so he still persevered through it maybe he didn't do what people expected him to do but you're in the league for 10 years, you're way more than a success, you know. But Kwame Brown saw these comments and remarks, and he uh, did not take kindly to it. So he did his own response. He had a, he released an hour, hour-long video uh, with him smoking a hookah <laughs> and talking a bunch of smack back to uh, the Up and Smoke podcast. And in that, he's bringing up uh, Matt Barnes and – Again, the butt of the joke with Matt Barnes is the whole Derek Fisher um, situation that went down with Derek Fisher now dates Matt Barnes' baby mother or married to Matt Barnes' baby mother. And Derek Fisher is with that, you know, around Matt Barnes' kids a lot, probably raising Matt Barnes' kids. And so Kwame Brown took it on himself to remind everybody about that in in not the nicest of ways. And, um, Notably, I heard him coming for Matt Barnes a lot more than I heard him coming for Stack Jack, which is interesting to me <laughs> because uh, if, if you're not familiar, Stack Jack is about that life. The podcast is called Up and Smoke for a reason because he wants all the smoke. So it's interesting that Kwame would come at Matt and not at Stat. But um, yeah, I think this is just another example of toxic masculinity just um, oozing uh, through, yeah, bro. <laughs> through these players. Um, and not, I should I should say not through these players because Matt Barnes, he released a video. It was good up until the end, up until the end. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said something. Yeah, he said some things at the end, which was petty. But he was saying like, yo, if I did anything, I apologize. He said he doesn't remember doing anything. He said he asked his team to comb through the uh, video to see if he said anything. His team said no. and But he still offered the apology. But then he said some slick stuff at the end of it that I don't need to repeat that took away kind of everything from what he said before. Mm. Um, And then as Mook also brought up, then now it looks like it's kind of a rollout for the podcast for each podcast. Um, But again, Kwame got a podcast now. He's trying to get him on the podcast. On the, on the trying to get him on. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Definitely. I think we could all kind of see that coming once uh, the back and forth started. But, but again, it's like y'all are grown men. Kwame Brown, you're a grown man. Like, 
Well, and, and what stands worked. out to me is that obviously they struck a, a nerve with Kwame. Like that's not something that he's processed, right? Is his right. NBA he, career? He hasn't gone through like, it yet. That shit hurts, you know. He hasn't like, done that work sure, yet. Right. He has. He probably had huge expectations of himself, and he sees the limitations that he had to deal with, and that impacted his career. And he's yeah, he hasn't done that work yet. But at the same time, you know, you see that toxic mas- toxic masculinity of you know, they're putting me down. I'm going to put them down. I'm going to say some wild stuff. They're going to say some wild stuff. Um, Escalation of it, too, because they're talking about his basketball career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Kwame decides to come back and talk about uh, personal family. My, Matt Barnes' well, well, personal, personal life. And, and Steven Jackson, too. His personal yeah. life, too. He yeah. didn't say too much about Steven Jackson, but he brought up the fact that, you know, he was, you know, he was, uh, you know, leaving his, his kids at home or whatever like that, going to strip club and stuff like that. So Steven Jackson owned up to that in his video. But, I mean, the thing about the whole, the thing I didn't like about what Kwame Brown said was Kwame Brown made it seem like the Up and Smoke podcast is all about, like, bringing down people. And that was one of the biggest things that I do like about Up and Smoke is that they'll bring you on the show and they'll let you talk and they really don't say anything, you know, about the situation they let you tell your story they don't try to fabricate any information and you know try to say something completely off the rip to kind of get you to say something back it's like they're just there to kind of moderate the whole thing and they let people be who they are on the podcast so that's why they're one of my favorite podcasts because it's not like they're selling you bullshit they're completely truthful in everything that they said and then is it that- up in smoke or all the smoke all the smoke all is the it smoke. all the smoke we can google this we can it's one of them i think yeah whichever one what were you gonna say d it is all the smoke my fault all the smoke yeah yeah minor difference but yeah (laughs) all the smoke sorry up and smoke i don't know where i'm getting up and smoke from maybe that's just my my head in the clouds anyways (laughs) (laughs) um i was gonna say and then kwame brown um also starts talking about you're trying to bring a black man down like you're bringing black men down and but then you're going to turn around and say all this stuff about these black fathers that their yeah. black children have to listen to so how does that make any sense when one as mook just said they're not putting black men down they're uplifting black men and two then you're going to turn around and, and you're going to have that critique of them but you're going to do something even worse Mm-hmm. Even more detrimental, yeah. and even more, and even more stereotypical as well. You're sitting there on live with a hookah, smoking. Mm. Well, so, I think where where one of the issues also came from is, like we said, the fact that Kwame hasn't kind of dealt with his NBA career. But it's the difference between recognizing, you know, like a, a joke from like malicious intent and it's kind of like that intent impact conversation we've had a while ago but like to a certain degree Kwame jokes are going to be made about his career because of what people thought he was going to be compared to what he was and whether that's right or wrong is not really for anybody to say but it's going to happen but to me from what I could see from this it seems like Kwame took it as these jokes and these comments that they were making on the podcast were more personal and I think that's why he came back with a more personal statement because it's not like he hasn't heard jokes about his career people talking about his career in the past you know Stephen A. Smith brings up Kwame Brown here and there you know and he did have some things to say about Stephen A. Smith I guess so he got that off his chest as well yeah he wants but, to fight a 60 year old 
Yeah, but but to me, it seems like Kwame just took this as a personal attack as opposed to just critiquing his basketball career, which I'm sure he would admit is not what he wanted it to be, although he still was able to be successful and make money, take care of his mother. But I think that's kind of where this miscommun- miscommunication started and just feeling like it was a lot more than what maybe uh, Matt Barnes and um, Steven Jackson and Gil intended or thought it was going to be but that's like I think that's one of the things with those podcasts is like and with their conversations is balancing out you know I want to have a comment about this I want to say this maybe I'm going to crack a joke but understanding how the other person might take that and being prepared for that kind of response or at least being aware of it I should say maybe yeah I mean I think the 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 biggest thing that the biggest takeaway I took from this is it sounds like Kwame Brown is just kind of fed up at this point and it just seemed like at this point they were just the easiest target, because like I'm pretty like you said I'm pretty sure he's heard stuff his whole career. Like Stephen A. Smith had that whole rant about Kwame Brown. Like at that point, like if he would have said something, then I'd completely understand. So, but he's I think he's just coping with all this. Like I don't know if he has all this anger built up, but it's just like I think it's just he's just fed up with it at this point. And he was like, if I don't say something about it now, it's just going to continue on for the rest of my life. I think he's using this as a platform to like pretty much tell people stop fucking with me. Mm. That's what I think. That's the mindset I think he's at this point. He's like, if I finally say something and tell people that like, you know, I'm coming back at them and I'm coming full fledged and, and, and I'm attacking people for talking about me, maybe it'll stop. Which is fair. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, like, yes, he was a bust and stuff like that, but like, I'd much rather be a bust as an NBA, a number one draft pick and have this amount of money that I've made over my career than, say, being a bust and, you know, just a journeyman in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had a successful basketball career. He didn't live up to the expectations in the NBA. But to be a number one draft pick out of high school, the first high school kid to ever get drafted number one, you have to admit he had a successful basketball career, regardless of what you think about him as an NBA player. Yeah, if he played in the year, if he played in the league for ten years, he was successful. Like he played enough to not get cut right away to to have teams want him. So, you know. Yeah. And another thing that a person I feel like he really needs to go after is Michael Jordan, because Michael Jordan, I think Michael Jordan just you know fucked mm-hmm. his whole his whole emotion up and stuff like that. So, I mean, like, if you are gonna draft a high school kid number one, you have to have infrastructure for the kid to succeed. So being a bust might not always be on the person that was drafted. It might be for the situation that drafted him. A lot of times, a lot of times in the NFL, a lot of people's success falls on who the organization they go to. Tom Brady is not the most talented quarterback of all time, but he ended up in the right situation for him. Like there's a reason why he wasn't the number one pick in the draft. The talent, it wasn't like his talent was off the charts that they think, okay, you know, regardless of who takes somebody number one, you're going to end up in, you're going to be perfectly fine because your talent's going to overcome that. That's not how it works. Yeah, man. It's, it's one of those things, too, which it, where it kind of made for great entertainment, you know, on social media and the memes and everything. But then, like, you also kind of feel bad because these dudes are just going at it and, and being disrespectful in terms of just, like, what they're saying to each other. But and, it's yeah, just kind of crazy. Kids are involved. And Yeah, exactly. And the kids are there. The kids are going to be able to see it. Like it, I'm sure it gives, you know, uh, that podcast some extra ratings or views to kind of go check out Gail's conversation and hear more about it. But um, it is kind of unfortunate to see 
where it led to, you know, how far it got. I mean, at the end, I hope they do squash it because at the end of the day, it's just bad for to see, you know, people arguing with each other and it just kind of like feeds into the narrative that, you know, we're just angry people and stuff like that. Like, so I'd rather see them squash it. Mm-hmm. And like, I personally would, I wish they would have talked this out before it got to a point on social media, because once it gets to social media, that's when everybody kind of pumps it up. Yeah. Like I'm guaranteeing yesterday, Derry, um, Derry's probably going to test in that situation that he had yesterday. I guarantee you if the phones never came out, that conversation probably would have ended up a whole lot differently. Mm-hmm. And that's what comes out with the, you know, okay, now because I'm in front of a camera, I have to show to everybody that, you know, this is who I am and, and, and I'm not to be fucked with pretty much. Right. So I think that's right. a big thing. It's like once the cameras come out, everybody's mindset changes. Mm. Yeah. The cameras, uh, <laughs> the cameras change how we act, how we want to be perceived, how we want to be viewed. I can't stay uh, the cameras come out and World Star gets yelled out during the fight. They tell them they're fighting for their life at that point. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I can't get slumped. That is never something you want to hear. <laughs> fighting for Dude, my life. Haymaker. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can stay on. You want to stay on NBA? Yeah, you guys. Um, let's let's start with the, the play-in games and then jump into the couple of games there last night. But what did you guys think about the play-in games overall? If we could, I would insert a goat noise right here. I can't see. I can't see. Yeah, Bron is the best see. actor in the league, bar none, bro. Get that man a movie deal. Oh wait, he's already got one. Yo, I'm saying <laughs> people hate on him, but it's entertainment, yo. Yeah, it's like wrestling. It's like that's the dope part about it. Like you see him him making the storylines better. He's he's in it, yo. He knows what the people want. Mm-hmm. He knows how yeah. to get us engaged. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we find, we. I mean, to be honest, all the playing games were whack until that game. So like all of them were like blowouts, pretty much. Like the Celtics blow out the Wizards, the Pacers smacked the Hornets. And then who was the game before him? Then um, actually the, the the Spurs game ended up being a good game at the end, but they Spurs were down Grizzly? like twenty most. Of, yeah, they were down yeah, like twenty most of that game, so they came back and made it interesting at the end. But like that mm-hmm. was the first time because it was like the game that everybody wanted to see because it was like so much build up. Everybody knows the LeBron Steph Curry history, so it was it was good to get to to get that game in there. You know, sadly, you know Steph Curry will not be partake partaking in these playoffs this year. But Mm-mm-mm. we did get to we did get to see uh we did get to see a great show between the two teams, and I think yeah. they're gonna be a really interesting team next year when when Clay gets back if he ever gets back at this point because it seems like yeah. every time he gets close something ridiculous happens. So I'm praying he gets back and on the will floor. Will he even be? Well, can he even be what he was, Clay? Achilles and AC, ACL is is not an easy thing to come back from back to back. Yeah. The only the only positive that he has is like a jump shot never goes anywhere. Yeah, he does. His game is standard. But his his defense though, like we'll that's the, that's mm, a yeah. huge part of his game. You don't know what kind of defender he's coming back as. Yeah. I mean, but if I'm the Warriors right now, I'm trying to figure out where we're sending Andrew Wiggins and where we're sending. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Mook, you went there. I Are mean, you Wiggins. Right? Wiggins yeah. didn't have like a horrible. If you look at the whole body of work, right, not just the playing game, he didn't have a yeah. terrible season. Like, I think he was right around like 18, 19 points a game. 
I think he That's shot the problem though. Right. But like, so for a player like Wiggins, what are you looking for to make like, defense? to have, to have, yeah. de- to have, to play defense on probably their best player because clay is out or best wing player because clay is out. And then you want like consistent scoring at an efficient rate. You don't want them just chucking up shots. And besides the playing games, I got to look at the stats, but he, he had a good, play, he he had had a, terribly. He, he had a solid year. Nobody's ever had a problem with him scoring the basketball because for some reason he always finds a way to score. Mm-hmm. It's like him scoring efficiently, one, like you just mentioned, and two, when like the when you need, you know, somebody to make a play at the end of the game, like to do something great, Andrew Wiggins is never going to give you that play. <laughs> Especially defensively. It's like, you know, or like he came down like right after some um after the I think who had hit the jump shot. Um, right after Braun hit the jump shot, didn't Andrew Wiggins hoist up a three the very next possession? Yeah, and break it off the side. Get the ball to Steph rim. Curry. You're not yeah. here for that. <laughs> yeah, that Give it tough. to Steph. <laughs> but, I don't know. Like, it is going to be interesting. Like, you you bring back um, Clay, and you got his contract. Like, financial wise, it's going to be interesting because you bring back Clay. You're going to add Draymond. Draymond. If you're going to keep Kelly, like that's a lot of money on the books. So, like they are going to have to figure something out, but uh, I don't know. I didn't think it was, he shot 47% from the field, 38 from three, which is like that that's yeah, way better yeah. than I thought. But I guess it's kind of like the, it's the in the moment decision-making maybe. Like see the other day he had 38, played a great game. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. they won that what they won the last five. So I guess I can't be mad at that, but like, it seems like when Andrew Wiggins needs to, like, actually step up, it's just like, you know, he's just non-existent. Like, I just feel like he has, like, that mentality where it's just like, I'm just kind of just out here. And I'm getting 20 just because I'm just a great athlete. I can get around 20 a game just because I'm a great athlete. But he's never taken that next step to be who he's supposed to be. Like, if it's a defender, he should be an all-NBA first-team defender. Like, that's what kind of athletes he has. Like, you should be a great defender. And it's just... He's just very spacey. Just yeah, you know, you get the you get the and you never know which Andrew Wiggins you're gonna get. So like I said, mm-hmm. like his scoring is never a problem. I've never had a problem with him scoring the basketball. He's usually fine at that point. But when it comes to him playing efficiently, when it comes to him actually taking another step, he's been the same player since he was 18 years old. He's still doing the same spin move every single play that he did in high school. You watch his high school highlights. Every possession that he scores at the basket is him doing a spin. He still does that to this day, every possession. He hasn't That's developed tough. another move. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? When someone hits square twice, too, and just tries to do this. Yeah. The well, well, 2K is just spin like <laughs> just the, the brokenness so of much. it is just terrible. But... <laughs> Wait, how's it on next gen, though? It's still oh, it's horrible. It's I think it's worse. I think two K twenty one next gen is is one of the worst games they've ever put out. One wow. because it's just, like they haven't made enough updates for it. I think their priority was still last gen. So like they made, I think maybe that's crazy because I thought their updates priority was it. next gen. <laughs> no, because I think they realized not many people have next gen, so they're still focusing yeah. on current gen. Yeah. But even their current gen, I heard is is, is not great anyway. So I think two K twenty one the game is just trash. Yeah, I don't know what they thought they was doing with that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad I haven't I'm, played next gen yet. I'm hopeful for 2K22 that they'll have a whole year to like focus on next gen, but I'm also not getting my hopes up either at this point because 2K is just disappointing. Mm-hmm. But 
on a more positive note, since we're bringing up Andrew Wiggins playing against the Lakers the other day and he choked, we can talk about the man on the other side of the floor. The king. The The goat. The chosen one. Bro, Mm -hmm. after playing like shit for the first half, the Lakers turned it on and made me say, you know what? This team is going to the championship. Book it right now. Absolutely. Book it right now. I'm putting my bread on it. They'll be in the championship. Mm. I thought they played well. They played. They played pretty. They played well. Really, the second half. They played really well. The second half. They figured some stuff out. They really locked down Steph as best they could. I. I still just get worried with. I guess like the rest of the team being able to be consistent. And even like Bron didn't have a great game, but he 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 did his thing. Hit a game winner. He had yeah, a triple, triple double. double. You know, like. But that's. But but. It's a playoff game. That was a bad playoff game for Braun, if we're being honest, right? What is, what is he usually average in the playoffs? Like 35? <laughs> no, that's in the finals. He averages 30. In the final, yeah. He's, he's like in the high 20s, like 28 yeah. in, in, the, in the playoffs on yeah. like 50% shooting, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, this wasn't a great game for him, but he is coming back from the ankle. But, like, you know, you, you worry about the rest the of thing, the team, I would say. The thing that I like about the Lakers is, one, Frank Vogel is great at making adjustments. That's the second half adjustments. You could see, like, they came out the com- completely different strategy second half. Like, the first half, they tried to play that big. The bigs couldn't stay on the floor. So it was like, second half, all right, we're going with AD at the five. Mm-hmm. And they started playing AD at the five. You had guys like Caruso. You had Kuzma out there play pretty well and stuff like that. Guys that are great cutters and stuff. So the Lakers can play in so many different ways that they can adjust to anything they play tonight. So, like, they're playing Phoenix tonight which means they're probably going to play a lot less big now because Phoenix does only really has one big. So they don't have to play big with Phoenix. They just go, they can play their size. But then when you have to play like, you know, say Denver the next round, you'll probably see more Gasol or more Drummond or, you know, more bigs to play against Jokic and stuff. Or if they I'm have hoping to play, Drummond um, wakes up. I'm hoping he wakes up. He played good in spurts. He I'm hoping he wakes up. And Trez, like, Trez needs to wake up too. But I think like it's just say, bro, Braun's gonna figure it out. You know, you just put the pieces out there and Braun will figure it out, figure out the rest. As long as Braun and AD kind of get into a rhythm, you you feel good about them. But you always worry about the role players and just how consistent they'll be. But I think like Lakers role players are solid, but you you still kind of worry about the longevity of them being able to hold up through the whole playoffs. But but the thing about it is, like, it's a different role for a role player on the Lakers than it is a role player for, like, say, on, on like, Phoenix or something like that. Because the role players from L.A. don't have to play amazing for them to win. If you're a role player on Phoenix, you have to play a great game. Like, if you're a role player on the Golden State, you have to play a great game mm-hmm. every game because if if one of those players don't play well, like, you guys don't have a chance. Yeah. All all the LA's role players have to do if they shoot like a cool like you know say like thirty five to forty percent from three and then everybody else shoots about you know say forty five percent from the field you have a ch- and you keep turnovers now because you know like regardless of if he plays well great uh, offensively you know what Caruso is going to give you on defense you know if Wesley Matthews is always going to be ready if you put him in there he's going to be able to play defense Pope plays good defense. So they have guys that play defense. Like as long as they play well on defense and then knocking shots down, they're going to be very hard to beat. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, they're a pretty big veteran club at this point and they've got playoff experience. So you, you feel good about that aspect. You think the NBA is pissed that um, Steph ain't in the playoffs right now? The Grizz are in the, in the eight spot and set instead? Absolutely. I don't think it's that bad. Like, people want to see John Morant. So it's not, it's not the worst thing. People want to see Steph more. But, like, the fact that you don't see Steph, you see Ja, like, that's not – it could be worse. Not a bad trade-off. Right. It could be way worse. Let me, let me ask you a question, though. Let me ask you a question. We already talked about how bad Utah's market is for, for viewership on, on national television. But mm-hmm. to put somebody with, like, you're playing against, like, okay, we know John Morant, but can you name five other players on Memphis' team? Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson, Dylan Brooks, um, Grayson Allen, um, Dane. Dang. <laughs> nope, you Dane plays for the Spurs. <laughs> no, I was going to say this is rookie. Um, Bane something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Bane. Something's drafting. We traded him. Probably should have kept him. Um, Valanchunas. But do you see my point, though? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. So, I mean, who, like, you couldn't, you couldn't, you probably couldn't do that for the Warriors, though, either. Like, yeah, but it's still, at the end of the day, it's, it's still, Steph. Steph. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't care who's on the court with them. I want to see Steph pull it up. Yeah. I don't know, bro. Jaw is exciting. It, to, like, obviously, I want to see Steph, but Jaw is exciting, bro. Jaw is exciting. I, I, I like Memphis team. Like, I'm a big, I'm a big Memphis fan because I just feel like they have a, they have a great, young core and guys that just like kind of play their role and just do like all the right stuff. They, they're very remind, they remind me a lot of like Mike Conley and, and Marcus soul. Like when they had those kind of teams, like at the early stages of them, like the Ruby gay OJ Mayo, it kind of reminds me of that kind of team. It's just like a team that's like on the come up and that could OJ be like Mayo, really good. Yeah. The legend OJ Mayo. Yeah. So yeah, no, I feel you though. It's definitely not ideal, but it's not the worst. It's not the worst case. Um, in yeah, my opinion, what, I mean, it's yeah. a lot better than if like San Antonio made it, then like you're really right, struggling. Right, right. Then, were... I, I mean, even then, I'd watch DeMar and and uh DeJounte play, like, but it wouldn't be as exciting, <laughs> you, know you, you know. All right, <laughs> it, actually, playing Utah, I wouldn't. You're right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I lied to the viewers, I apologize, guys, I wouldn't watch that game. Bro, people weren't wa- people wouldn't watch Utah versus San Antonio if it was like Carl Malone versus Tim Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> Two Hall of Famers going at it. You think uh, they're gonna watch for for Dejounte yeah. Murray and, and Donovan Mitchell? I mean, Donovan Mitchell's cool. Like I, I love Donovan Mitchell's game, but mm, yeah, probably not. But but yeah, let's uh, oh, what's that D? I was gonna say the Heat uh, Bucks game. What y'all think about that? Yeah, let's go through these uh, the games that we have real quick. Um, it was a great game. It was Brick City. Jimmy G Buckets. Yeah. That's yeah, a Stallworth game. It was, it was they a were defensive doing, game, definitely. They were doing I think, everything I think in their power to lose that game. Milwaukee's, Milwaukee's going to have a long series, a tough series. Yeah, bro. I think the Heat could win that. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. I think they got the better. I think, I think Spolscher is a better coach than Budaholzer. And I think this is going to be um, one of that matchups and, and adjustments are going to come into play. And Giannis yeah. doesn't make adjustments. He does the same thing. <laughs> Who knows if he's a trash coach? He should have been fired. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, But if Chris um, Middleton is going to step up, then that could be – that he could be the X factor. Right. I think with Chris, Chris Drew Chris. And, and Giannis, like that, you know, they, that, that should be enough. But the fact that we're even questioning it is kind of concerning. Yo, no bullshit. I just want to know Chris Middleton, another former Piston that's balling out. Yes, absolutely. 
Okay, D. Drew, I didn't. Okay. I didn't realize how tough Drew Holiday is. I'm sorry. Like, what? I knew he was tough, but I didn't know he was like that tough. Watching him yesterday, his game is so smooth. Yeah. I mean, I don't watch. I don't watch a lot of Milwaukee, and then I never watched a lot of the Pelicans, so I never really had a chance to watch a whole lot of Drew Holiday. But watching him last night, he's tough. We need him on the Lakers, but he signed. Drew up. is like is one of those players that seems highly respected by his peers. Like people talk about Absolutely. him, like he's one of the best defenders in the league. Offensively, he's got everything you could really need. Like Drew just seems like a respected, just solid bucket. Like he's he he helped Miami big time this year, without a doubt. Milwaukee. If they go far, it'll be because of him. I think Milwaukee. He's getting smooth buckets too. Yeah, but so what do you think? You do you pick in Miami in this series? I'm gonna go Miami in seven. I'm gonna go Milwaukee in six. I'm I gonna think, say I think Miami can beat them though. This is tough. I like the Bucks a lot, but I like Jimmy. I'm gonna go. Mm, I'm gonna say Bucks in six. Mm. Yeah, but but if Miami wins, I wouldn't be upset either. I wouldn't be upset. Yeah. Boston, New Jersey. Who y'all got? Well, Brooklyn. Sorry. You said New Jersey. <laughs> Bro, Brooklyn Boston put four. up a good game. I think Brooklyn it could four. go. Brooklyn and four. Ooh, what? Brooklyn and four. What? No. I said Brooklyn and six. Brooklyn and four. I think Boston's going to win. Boston's going to win the next one. Brooklyn's going to beat them three. Boston's going to win four. And then the South is going to lose five. And I can't wait to bring out the broom. <laughs> nah. You call them a sweep just, just like that? A sweep. Like That's this. crazy. It's not like they can guard anybody, so the Celtics have a chance. Yeah, Jason yeah. Tatum has to go off every night. I don't know. I mean, Tatum, if James if James has any like type of game, though. though, it's it's over though. Like what? Kyrie Tatum had the twenty nine. KD had thirty two. So Tatum could have a sixty ball in this series. It wouldn't surprise me because he's being guarded by who this series? Like Bruce yeah. is my guy, but like at the end of the day, like Tatum gives anybody buckets he wants it, especially to a Brooklyn team that doesn't really defend that well to begin with. Mm. I think Brooklyn will lose the next series, though. I think they'll lose the Milwaukee in the next series. Hot take right now. You heard it here first. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to say – I'm going to give them a gentleman sweep. I'm going to say 5-1 Brooklyn. Um, what we got? We got Wizards Philly. and Philly? Philly. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, my guy Russ. Um, um, that, that, that play of what they did to Indiana was disrespectful. Oh, you see that? Him and Brad were having fun, bro. Disrespectful. That was bad. Mm. But I'm gonna go Philly and six. Mm. We got a, we got a five. Gentlemen, Philly and five, five. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm gonna say. I might roll with you on that. I might roll with you on that. Seven. I'm, I'm gonna say the Wizards are gonna figure Jojo. Washington doesn't have any, any like size to like guard anybody. They're gonna figure something out. They're gonna fuck. I might some actually. Shit I'm up. gonna roll with Luke five and five. Five? Because mm-hmm. the thing is, Philly nah, can. It's exciting. gonna be funny seeing seeing Russ and and um, Ben Simmons guard each other from the free throw line the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Each possession, you're gonna shoot that shit. You won't. <laughs> well, Russ will actually shoot it. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's the thing is that that might not work for both of them because one's just actually gonna shoot it. Um, and then what's the last East matchup? We got oh the Knicks, right? Where who the Knicks Knicks and Hawks. Oh. Hawks and Hawks. Oh. Hawks say Whoa, Hawks and Six. I'm gonna say Knicks and five. Knicks and six. Knicks and six. Hmm. 
That's an interesting seven one. game series. So let's go with the Western Conference now. So we've got who we got first. We've got we'll start with Dallas and and uh, the Clippers, which we actually saw game one last night. Go to the go, Dallas Luka. Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Let's go, Luca. I don't yeah. trust the Clippers. Man th- my man had a thirty point triple double. Took care of them. the Flippers. They're an ongoing so I'm going, joke. Playoff I'm going came out. I'm going Mavericks and six. Mavericks and six. Yeah, I, I think Mavs and six. Because if, if you if you if the Mavericks win the next game, the Clippers will just pack up and go home on their own. <laughs> they are so cool yeah. they're, they're mentally fragile, man. Yeah, that'd be if the Clippers get knocked out first they'll round. Self, they'll self implode, and Ty, Ty Lue does not know how to handle that. Oh man, Kawhi needs to ask out. Even Rondo is like, bro, I can't help this situation. Playoff <laughs> Rondo big, is not existing here. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm why like with damn? I should have signed with LeBron, bro. I should have signed with LeBron. <laughs> what do you think, Moop? Uh, I'm going. I'm gonna go. I think the Clippers figure it out. I think the Clippers win in seven. Seven? Okay. Extend, I just don't extend the game. Extend the Dallas game. just seems like they're a piece away. Like it seems like they need something else. But I just don't. Person. Yeah, or Tim, I think Hard- they... Tim Hardaway needs to turn into that. If Tim Hardaway plays like that, which I just don't – I can't see it, him playing that whole series, then, yeah, they will win. But I just feel like they're just one piece away from, like, they just need something. I just can't tell what it is just yet. But it's like mm-hmm. Porzingis and Luca, and, like, they have all the pieces, but it's like they need somebody like that 3-4 kind of area that, like, can guard and, like, score when you need to. I'm yeah, trying to say – I can't reason. think of, like, a somebody, like, a little better than Trevor Reza, but, like, along those lines. A younger Trevor Ariza. Yeah, like something like yeah, like a young Trevor Ariza, like that can be your third, like your legitimate third option. Yeah, not even like has to be like your third option. Like you know who'd be perfect person for him? Like having like somebody like Draymond Green, who he can just guard your best player the whole game. Obviously not Mm. taking Draymond Green money, but like somebody like that that just defends, right, and just kind of makes the game easier for everybody. Yeah, but. I will go. Yeah. I'll I'll go Clippers seven though. I think the Clippers seven. do eventually figure it out. It should be a good series. Should be a good series. What about Trailblazers and Nuggets? Um, Portland won last night. Yeah. Oh, they put up one twenty three. That's gonna go seven game series, I think. Yeah, and it'll be a I, war. I don't care who comes out of that. I, I I really don't. But just for the sake of picking, Jamal Murray's still hurt, right? Yeah, he's out. That's ACL. He's done. Yeah, and, and how's uh, Michael Porter's playing? Uh, I'm going to go Portland just because I like Dame. I'd rather see Dame. Porter yeah, had 25 say, last night. Yeah, I'll say Portland in, in, in six. Came in three, four. Yeah, I'm going to have to go Portland in six, too. I don't think it'll go seven. I think losing Jamal Murray, like, I don't know if, they, if the, the Nuggets or, yeah, if the Nuggets will be able to do it. That's tough. That's a big ask. I think Barton's out too. Is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're, so. they're hurting. They're definitely hurting. All right. And then uh, Grizzlies, Jazz. Whew. Utah in five. Utah in five. That might be a sweep. Utah in four. I'm going to say. I just want to give them the benefit of the doubt to win a game in Memphis. <laughs> in, yeah, like game fair. four. Like a, a, a bullshit win in game four. So like we can go back to Utah to end it here, but it's that's not going to be a series. 
I think yeah, if Golden t- State played him, it would have been interesting. They wouldn't have won the series, but it would have been more interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because Steph could obviously Steph can catch five. I'm gonna go Utah in six as well. And then the big one, Lakers, Suns. What? Lakers nah, in five. Go. Yeah, I'm gonna go five too. Oh, What's gonna happen is Phoenix's only win is gonna be game four. <laughs> nah, I Lakers, I see this going Lakers. six. I'll put this I'll put this on the record right now. LA will win tonight the game by twenty. Knowing Braun's history of game ones. Ooh, we'll have to write that down and check back in. Interesting, interesting. I don't know about that. The we'll Lakers, see. the Lakers are feeling good right now, and they just beat. Didn't they just beat Phoenix the other day without Braun by twenty? Maybe, but they definitely did happen. I'd have to look that up. But the Lakers definitely just beat them by like twenty other day. Okay, fair, fair enough. We'll see. I got Lakers in six. Okay, that's a good one. Long first round series, but uh, I think they're still building up like their their rapport. And getting used to each other, so I think it might take a little longer. Yeah, the Lakers. Okay, I take that back. The Lakers won by thirteen. Ron did not play. He didn't play. Was that the one where he got hurt in the middle of it, or he didn't play at all? He didn't play at all. Mm. Davis, Anthony Davis had forty-two and twelve. Oh, oh yes, yeah, the one AD came back. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we're gonna see. We got some good games today to watch. So it's a beautiful day outside. If you're listening, next week or whenever this comes out, get outside. Go enjoy the weather wherever you are. Maybe there's no mask policy. I don't know, but you should probably maybe still wear a mask, but you don't have right, to. 29th, back to we got a few more days. Capacity. We got a few that, more is days. Is that what Boston is saying? The 29th? You don't have to 29th, wear a mask outside? Fenway Park, 100% capacity. Whoa. I'll be in Chicago for that. People about to be crazy. Uh, uh, uh. D, you excited, I'm going to pray D? for you, bro. You excited? <laughs> I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> Oh man, there's gonna be so many people getting kicked out already. Already, <laughs> people, say, bro. people are getting kicked out. Yeah, Boston right already, fans, bro. like <laughs> already. Oh, and how the Bruins doing, by the way? Who? Bruins. Uh, three one right now. I watched the game on Friday. I think they play tonight. Again, you know, I'm starting to appreciate Bruins. playoff hockey a little bit. Oh, and playoff, playoff hockey is the only play- playoff hockey is the only shit I watch. That's pretty dope. Also, we're up 3-1 on uh, former Bruins, Zidane Char. Is he playing? Yeah, he is. On the Capitals? Yeah, I know he's on the Capitals. I don't know if he was, like, hurt. Yeah, he, he's in there, though. And this, yeah. Alexander Ovechkin is still playing there. So, like, has, how's he not retired? Yeah. Hockey's is different, Crosby still, Is Sidney Crosby still playing? I feel mad yeah. over yeah. the Yeah. Is, is, he, is he in the concussion protocol still? I feel like he got eight. Probably. <laughs> Bro, every, every other week. playing into, like, their late 30s. Like, is in a game it's like that, Charles forty four. Yeah, bro, Yamir Yager was playing with the Bruins. Like I remember from like NHL like ninety four, and he was like, <laughs> he was still in the game. Yeah. Bro, yeah, this man crazy. was in like NHL like ninety four, still playing on the Bruins in like twenty like fifteen. I was like, what the fuck? Like, how are you here? The yeah. Bruins also had like Jerome Ginla. I was like, damn, that's a name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wild, man. Well, take us home, Whoop. Take us home. All right, everybody. It's been a great day. Hit off the rip. We're glad you were here with us. You know, follow us on the social media, off the rip underscore pod Twitter, and then off the rip dot podcast dots up on the Instagram. Um, like I said, you know, we appreciate you guys for following us. We appreciate you guys taking this journey with us. Everybody who's been here since day one and heard how bad we were, see how we're progressing <laughs> little by little, by little how we're progressing to 
to becoming, you know, more professional when we was doing this shit. So we appreciate all you guys for the support. Um, continue to talk about us, continue to share with us. So like I always say, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to give us a follow. You won't be disappointed. Hey. Absolutely. And this has been another episode of Off the Rip.